The kid I stand in for, he's growing. He was four feet last month. Now he's like four, two and a half. He shot up two and a half inches. I could do four, two. Four, three's a stretch. <laughs> Any higher than that, I'm gonna be out of my ass doing that paralegal crap. How do you stop a kid from growing? I told you, you should offer him some cigarettes. <laughs> cigarettes, but his stupid mother's always hanging around. She won't let him have any. What about lifts? Out of the question. Can't you just switch with another midget? <laughs> it's little people. You got that? But I don't want to be a secondary character. shirt Stephen I do 100% cotton with some wool <laughs> I love the uh, surrealness of that joke it's just ridiculous <laughs> yeah it's great it's just absurd it's 102% fabric <laughs> <laughs> yeah what do you what do you think uh, a little bit is in percentage terms I'd probably say 10% 10% yeah yeah it's a pretty loose term a little bit yeah, yeah sometimes yeah. you get like shirts and it's like you know 70% polyester 10% rayon mm. you know yeah what is rayon uh, sounds like a spaceship I think it's not a material I think it's a man-made or okay. human-made yeah material yeah I don't yeah. think it comes from a plant I don't think there's fields of rayon <laughs> that people harvest like cotton or wool fields you know? of rayon sounds like something from Star Wars it does like yeah fields of rayon fields of rayon I don't know yeah it sounds like something it sounds epic and, and majestic fields so, of rayon sounds like a character rayon field yeah it or. does actually <laughs> that could be like a Star Wars villain yeah rayon field rayon. or like a minor character in Star Wars yeah 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 Oh, there we go. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a rayon. <laughs> it's a rayon. It's with some wall. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And this week it is a What's the Deal With episode. And we've been really looking forward to doing this one and uh, speaking about this character. It's What's the Deal with Mickey Abbott. Mickey Abbott. I love this character. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he's I always, so good. I always liked him, but uh, after doing uh, research and watching all of his episodes this week, I now I love him. Yeah, me too. It's like it was like me when we did David Putty. Yeah, you know, I I had like a new appreciation for Putty and Patrick Warburton, but for me, I've got a new appreciation for Mickey and the actor Danny Woodburn. Who, yeah, it's actually we're recording on the twenty sixth of July. It's his birthday. Isn't one that of the insane? Be- one of the best coincidences ever. I know, and it, we didn't actually plan for this. Not like, at I Googled all. it only two days ago. Yep. I was like, Danny Woodburn, it's his birthday yeah. on the day we're recording. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know we're recording a bit late, but it just it just worked out. Yeah. No, it was perfect. It so, was meant to be. I'm not a believer in fate no. or kismet or serendipity or anything like that. <laughs> but if, if I was to believe in it, I would believe that this is something like that. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, Danny. Yeah. Just a, a really good coincidence. We'll yeah. put it down to that. Really good coincidence. Yeah. yeah. So happy birthday, uh, Danny, and uh, thanks for doing an awesome job, and we'll talk about it more. Yes, and you've definitely heightened our senses, and you've heightened our Very moods. Good. Yes, Very good. With, with, you've lifted us up. Yep. <laughs> anyway, we uh, won't take the mickey out of uh, our <laughs> listeners anymore. No, we won't. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C, podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're available on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at bidwabask. Uh, you can listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts, so Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, anywhere at all. If you want to rate us or review us, that would be amazing, and it really helps out with visibility of our podcast, so that would be really sweet if you did that. And Google Podcasts, too. And Google Podcasts, that's I- right. I'm going to activate everyone's Google menu right now. <laughs> hey, Google, 
play Bidwabask. Yeah, that's it. That's all you got to do. Yeah. It's like, hey, Google. Our, lis- our listener stats just take a dive because everyone's pissed off. Nah, if anything, it'll increase. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, not voluntarily, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> all the Google minis, you know, everyone who has a Google Home mini will just, it'll just start playing Bidwabask. Hey, we got all these downloads from Google. That's that's freaking awesome. Sorry, I don't understand. But wouldn't if someone was listening to our podcast out loud and then they would already be listening to our podcast for their Google Mini oh, to hear us probably. say it. Yeah, anyway. Whatever. I think we're overthinking it. I think we are. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon as of about four or five weeks ago. Uh, we have some tiers available if you want to support us for $5 a month. Happy uh, tiers. Happy tears. <laughs> Happy tears. You can support us for $5 a month and that will give you access to uh, weekly exclusive content. You got that? Yes. And uh, we have a website as well, bidwillbask.com. Yes, I'm going to get some Merlot. I love Merlot. I love Merlot. And sit back and watch you do some Seinfeld news. Cool. Yeah. Okay, to kick off this week's Seinfeld news. So, number one, we've kind of mentioned it, but I'll, I'll also uh, include it in Seinfeld news as well. Today is Danny Woodburn's birthday. Yay! Happy he, birthday, Danny. Yeah, the 26th of July he was born. I didn't get the year, and I'm going to ask Ivan to look that up. Yeah, he was born in... I was actually going to mention this when we talk about Danny, but okay. he was born in 1964. There you go. In so Philly, Pennsylvania. 54 years 54 old. 54 today, yeah. 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 Indeed. Uh, so yeah, that's the first bit of news. Um, the second bit of news, and I was supposed to include this last week or the week before, and this is actually thanks to my mum. Ah, good work. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, a program in Australia called Studio 10, uh, which is on Channel 10, they, uh, well, a person on that show, uh, Angela Bishop, she's a well-known Australian journalist and interviewer. Yeah. She interviewed John O'Hurley, who played, uh, Jay Peterman, Ah, who we covered, uh, for our last What's the Deal. That's right. Yes. Uh, episode 60. So that's five weeks ago. Go back and listen to that if you want to hear us talk about him. Please. Uh, and the interview goes for about 15 minutes. We will put a link in the show notes. Um, and in the interview, naturally, they talk about Seinfeld. Yeah. And they also spend a lot of time talking about his investment into the real J. Peterman company. Which, which again, we mentioned a few times. Yeah, we yeah, mentioned yeah, briefly, yeah. but we go into uh, a lot more detail in the What's the Deal with J. Peterman episode. Again, five episodes ago. Episode 60? Yes. Um, and he revealed a, cool, uh, a few cool things during the interview. Um, and he also talked about other things that he's advertised. Apparently in America, he advertised Burger King. Okay. He's advertised for insurance companies. Yeah. And I think last year in maybe the first 10 episodes, I talked about this weird video that I found on YouTube. Yeah, it was him. I think it was during the dot-com boom. And he was doing a, a video for an internet company, like one of those dot-com yeah, startups. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. exactly. I want to rewatch it. And I'll put it in the show notes as well. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah. As well as the link to the interview. But it was mentioned. really weird. He was wearing like a vest. He, he was dressed like Peterman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just really yeah. weird. I think it was while Seinfeld was happening as well. So oh, he so was, it must so have been like 97, like, 98. Yeah, 96, yeah, yeah. 97, 98. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was when the internet was starting to really yep. popularize. When the dot-com boom began. Exactly. Like, late 90s. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you, you know, it's like, it's like seeing, you know, like old Macintosh ads from the from the 70s and 80s in magazines yeah where it's like you know one meg of ram or whatever and you're like oh <gasps> you know wow. back in the day it's like the future's here you know, <laughs> you know we'll have hoverboards in no time <laughs> yeah you know yeah uh so that's that's pretty cool but yeah the interview's really good and he's really uh i mean he's a lively charismatic fellow anyway but he seems to be on like another level in this interview it was really good oh it's good really good and they also talked about uh i guess the the backlash he's received because he's a he's an open trump supporter mm-hmm. and in hollywood that's not a common thing no um I'm 
sure it's common, but it's just not really... Well, not public. You know, it's common. not public. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. most people, if they are, would be private about it, but he's yes. quite vocal about it, and he, and he sort of claims to be a, a friend of, of uh, Trump. Yeah. So that was interesting to hear his take on how he's handled the, the negative backlash from him being an open Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. So that's good too. Um, the third bit of news, a... Um, and this is actually probably my favorite for the week. Uh, this is my favorite for a long time, actually. Oh, all right. Uh, a comedian by the name of Keaton Patty. Never heard of uh, him. He, through the week, he made a bot. Well, it was reported through the week. I don't know when he actually did a it. A bot as in like a computer yeah. web yeah. program. Yeah. So like just, a, a, web, just yeah, a basic yeah. AI. Yeah, okay. Um, he made that. Uh, bot watch a thousand hours of Seinfeld. Oh wow! And Lucky. the point, the point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've probably watched more than a thousand hours accumulatively, but this is like a thousand hours straight. <laughs> Would you want to watch a thousand hours of Seinfeld straight? Oh, uh, probably not straight. Yeah, but the AI can do it. Yeah. Oh well, at I least that bot sleep. did something decent. Well, you know. Well, it didn't actually. So, oh. the point of it was to uh, see if it could write a Seinfeld script or at least a scene. Uh, based on watching it for a thousand hours, and it was basically to test the AI capabilities because there's a lot of fear um, about automation and AI replacing creative people. You know, it's starting to cre- it's starting to replace yeah journalists, um, journalists white, like white collar jobs and stuff. And even that podcast you mentioned, the one called Seinfeld, exactly the one from maybe four weeks ago. Or three yeah, weeks ago, imaginary advice with imaginary advice. Danny, someone or other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was scary too. Yeah, I mean the AI it even was, replace comedians. Yeah, I mean the AI was terrible, but you can see where it's you know the starting point. The how it's going to get better. How it begins, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I forgot to write down uh, part of the script. So the comedian posted it on Twitter and it was, you know, uh, talked about in the media. Um, and the the script was terrible. It just made up a whole... <laughs> it, it was nonsensical. Yeah. It kind of had a Seinfeld vibe about it. There was a lot of, like, weird observations and stuff, but it was nonsensical. Kramer was walks into this door. Yeah, it was, it was all over the shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'll post a link to it and you can actually have a read of one page of the whole script. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's all the Seinfeld news for the week. Nice. And before we get into uh, Danny Woodburn and his character, Mickey, I'd just like to give a shout-out to uh, talented comedian uh, Julia Zamiro. Uh, we put up on our social media, we put up um, the video from Totally Full Frontal. Oh, yeah, Remember that yeah, one? Yep, yep, and yep. Julia Zamiro, I, we tagged her in that, and she That's actually right. came back to us and said, that was done a long time ago. That's right. Yeah, and she really enjoyed playing Elaine. Yeah. So, Julia, I don't know, think she'll be listening. But, I don't uh, think so. If you know Julia, tell her we said thanks. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was great. I'm sure that brought back memories for her. Yeah. Apparently, she, she really enjoyed playing Elaine. She has Rockwiz now, doesn't she? Oh, she did. Oh, she did. is it still around? I don't know. I'm not sure. Or it was. Was? Yeah. It was, it was like the home brand version of uh, Spicks and Specs. Yeah. <laughs> It was at the ESPY, St Kilda. Yeah, I, they recorded. I, yeah. I, I, I got tickets to a free show like ten years ago in Brisbane. I saw him at the Tivoli. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah, it was it was really fun. I was like, yeah, I'll go along because it's free, and it was better than I expected it would be. I used to love when she was in Eurovision. I, she, she used to commentate the Eurovision okay. with Sam. I've Payne. never watched Eurovision, oh, so really I know what funny. it is. But yeah, really funny. Okay, but yeah. Thanks, Julia, for getting back to us. I don't yeah. think she would, but no. Yeah, no, that's that's really lovely. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Mickey Abbott. Mickey Abbott, yes. Well, first of all, Danny Woodburn. Uh, okay. The actor, we'll talk about him first. So, Danny Woodburn, he is an American entertainer on stage, film, television, and the comedy club circuit. Uh, born on this day in 1964 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, July 26th, uh, he's appeared as Mickey in six episodes of the show, uh, making his debut in 1994 in The Stand-In. I watched that the other day. Good episode. Really good episode, yeah. Yep. Very good, and a good, nice introduction for Mickey. Yeah, he's yeah. the star of that episode. Oh, he's great, yeah. Uh, Danny uh, has gained uh, speed as an actor, and he garnered respect from industry professionals uh, playing Mickey. 
as well. So it was it was groundbreaking for people, uh, for little people, I suppose. Yeah, we'll call them <laughs> not midgets. No, um, you know, especially little little people like Danny. You know, it was a very groundbreaking thing. And and Danny, um, he actually in interviews he he said that his character Mickey was very important for him and his career, uh, because in the sense that the writing and portrayal of Mickey was actually positive. Yeah, you know, they didn't. Yeah, like last night, my partner and I we went to see The Wizard of Oz as a musical. And you know the the munchkins, as they were called, like they were people dri- like dressed as munchkins, but they're all, you know, yeah, average heights. They talked like this. So at least with Mickey, they didn't kind of make him like a munchkin or an oompa loompa. Well, his you know. his stature or his, you know, who, who he is physically doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter for it me, could, even if he was, you know, non-little. Yeah. I guess I'm trying to find the politically correct term. I know what you mean. But even if he was non-little, I reckon he would have played Mickey for fantastically sure. as yeah. well. Yeah. His stature is neither here nor there. It doesn't make a difference no, to me. He was, no. he was cast beautifully. Oh, very nice. Yeah. And the yeah, I think they and considering it was 20 years ago yeah. when I guess uh, TV shows and movies were a bit less, there was less of a requirement to be sensitive to people who are less represented in 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 media. Yeah. The fact that they treated him so, I, I guess openly and respectfully was yeah it was great you know and uh, I actually listened to an interview with Signcast the uh, recently finished um, episode by episode podcast from uh, the two guys in America I can't remember Matt the names. and Vinny Matt and Vinny Signcast yeah yeah and I listened to an interview with Danny Woodburn they did it late 2016 when they uh, just after they published their review of uh, the stand-in and they asked Mickey about that like how how did Jerry and, and um, the other writers approach it how did yeah. Jerry and Larry approach it yeah and he, he, you know, I won't go into the details, but uh, I'll put a link up to the interview actually as oh, well. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's, it's, love, it's a really good it. interview. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he talked about how he was surprised at how much they, I, I guess maybe based on his own experience, he has always been treated as a bit of a prop mm-hmm. or, you know, he, he was cast based on his stature rather yeah. than cast for being a good actor, of regardless course. of his stature. Of course. And the fact that they didn't, you know, it wasn't a thing. You know, yeah. as part of his character, like his character is who he is, not, who he not, is, yeah. not how tall he is or isn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, like, and again, just like I mentioned before, he could easily have been non-little, yeah, and he would have played the part magnificently, exactly. still, yeah, you know, like he did. You know? I mean, yeah, I mean, there are some things in some of the episodes, like in the stand-in. Obviously, it's relevant to his height, the fact that he's a stand-in for children. That's right. But uh, four foot two, I can do four foot three. Yeah, and some of the four humor foot. is based on the fact that he's trying to heighten. So, which is do, which do... is a no-no for uh, little little actors, apparently. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> at least in, at least in the Seinfeld universe, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, obviously, some of the humor is based off his stature, but it doesn't feel exploitative. Yeah. It feels it feels. <laughs> Like he's, you know, he's in on the joke. He's not the joke. Of course. I love how they all stand around him when they find out that he heightens. Yeah. And he's like, I was a stand in for Punky Brewster when you were all nobodies. <laughs> <laughs> and he points to like 10 of them. Yeah. It's like, well, you're all nobodies. I love who's just raging because yeah. he's so embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. And then he tackles Kramer. <laughs> we'll talk about his uh, anger issues a bit later when yeah. we get into uh, Mickey's character. We sure will. Um, so Danny himself, he's, he's raised awareness of the continued derogatory and dehumanizing treatment of little people in society and the media. Um, he serves on the performers performers rather with disabilities committee of the screen actors guild uh he's an advocate for disabled and little people issues um having spoken at fundraisers such as little people's research fund and uh, cincinnati's inclusion network that's right mm. yep. and in real life he's actually worked as a stand-in for children before yep. he started acting yeah and yeah. i was surprised to learn that he was a stand-up comedian for about 20 years before he got into acting or at least before he was a well-known actor yeah, yeah. so he was a stand-up comedian in the i think 
early 80s all the way through to the mid-90s. Yeah, yeah. And apparently he still does comedy from time to time. That's good. So in between his acting gigs or, mm-hmm. you know, if he's uh, in a city making an appearance for, for something, yeah. he will uh, he might do a gig that night or something. So. Nice. I'll check out his comedy. Yeah. See how he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I imagine it'd be pretty funny. I mean, he's a he's a great comedic actor. Yeah, he's just he's got perfect timing as he well. He does. You know, he's, yeah, he's perfect. He's really good. Yeah, really. Uh, good. Another cool fact about him: he graduated Temple University School of Communications and Theatre. That's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in two thousand and one, he received a award for outstanding. Well, it was the Outstanding Alumni Achievement Award for his services to, uh, I guess, comedy and acting in general. Yeah, so, entertainment. Yeah, yeah. very nice. I, oh, sorry, you were going to say? I was going to say, uh, as well, he's married to Amy Buckwald. Okay. Buchwald. Yep. B-U-C-H. Probably Buckwald. Buckwald. Oh, oh Buch- probably Buchwald. B-U-C-H-W-A-L-D. I was about to say, my brain went to Buckwild. Like, <laughs> it's probably not. Probably not. Probably not. No, no. it's not that. Um, who's also an actress, writer, and comedian. Nice. So that's probably what... That's probably why they're attracted well, to each that, other. That's how they usually meet, isn't yeah, it? In the same field. True. Common interests. Yeah. He's also appeared in films uh, such as Mirror Mirror, uh, Jingle All the Way, uh, TMNT, the 2014 yeah, thing, as Splinter. Shit Michael Bay version. Yeah. Ugh. He voiced Splinter. Really? Yes, he did. I, st- I haven't seen them. Mm. Wow. Mm, he did. Huh. I just, Imagine you know. voluntarily signing up to something that Michael Bay is involved with. Like imagine it's a guaranteed money maker, though. I guess so. Danny probably made some good coin. Yeah, on that's true. You know. Yeah, that's he was true. the main. We've all bill. got a price. Yeah. Here I am being like, you know, creatively idealistic. Like I wouldn't do that. And someone presented me a big fat check. I go, where do I sign? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be interesting as Splinter, though. Yeah. Ah. Hmm. Oh, well. hmm. And he was also in the film Death to Smoochie, starring Robin Williams. That's right. Um, he's also appeared in various TV shows, including Baywatch, Charmed. Uh, Passions, Bones, and Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah. One of his most recent credits. Yep. Yeah. I was mostly interested in his credit uh, for Becca, which I feel is one of the most underrated sitcoms ever. Ah, oh, yeah, he was in Becca. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's he was right. also in a good show that my mum kind of got me into because she loved it, like Seinfeld, uh, called The Pretender. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, remember, yeah, I don't know if you remember that. It was like a, was it a, was he a secret agent or something? He was just a really super gifted guy and yeah. he could pretend to do any job. So he could just walk into a hospital and just do brain surgery. He just had this amazing ability to just pretend to be someone without studying for years and, and practicing a job. He's or kind a, of like the guy from Suits. You know, the one who's yeah. got like a photographic memory and he yeah. becomes a lawyer. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Same level of like intellectual giftedness. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Danny was also in uh, Jingle All the Way. Yeah, that's what we. That's what I mentioned. Yeah. Oh, did you say starring, Jingle All the Way? Oh, sorry, starring sorry. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't. I did catch that. That's right. Uh, Watchmen, which is a fantastic film. Oh yeah. In in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and also. <laughs> Uh, the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. Oh, that crappy sequel. one of the biggest piles of shit ever. Oh, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, yeah I remember that Watchmen, one. Watchmen, one of the greatest adaptations to me of any source material ever. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, and the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas, one of the worst adaptations of a, of you know an original material ever. Sometimes, man, you got to go where the work is, you yeah. know. <laughs> it's just the yeah. way it is. Oh, I'm not blaming Danny. I just love the, the, you know, the, the difference between the quality of like Watchmen, yeah. which is based on a graphic novel, yeah. uh, and did it. One, you know, did a wonderful job of honouring the original sort of tone and and feel of the the novel, and then the Flintstones just oh, well look so at bad. look at actors like Robert De Niro, yeah, Raging Bull, Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, mm. and then now it's like Dirty Grandpa, yeah, it's true, it's like you know, yeah, but he has, he's actually going to be in the next Scorsese film, which I think comes out in twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. Oh, him, Joe Pesci as well. Uh, Joe Pesci, nice. Uh, Al Pacino, yeah. Uh, who else? 
maybe even Ray Liotta. Goodfellas Ten. Basic, <laughs> it's basically Goodfellas Two. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, based yeah. on the the Irish mob, I think, in Philadelphia. Oh, or something. okay. Yeah, and it's called The Irishman. All right. Um, yeah, and it's, oh, a net, it's a, yeah, it comes out exclusively on Netflix. Oh, it's going to be Netflix. Yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. So Scorsese did a Struck deal with a Netflix deal with for Netflix. like 150 million dollars, or that, you know, I mean, that's the that's the amount of Scorsese productions. Of like course. he doesn't. doesn't oh no, he, he doesn't do anything in, in half measures. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's just going to be. I, I hope it's just basically Goodfellas too, but Irish people too, as well. Italian yeah. Americans. I hope so too. That would be amazing. I hope so too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else on Danny? Nothing else on Danny. How about you? No, that's really it. Yeah, happy birthday again to Danny. Yeah. <laughs> what do you reckon? We'll go to a quick break and then we'll talk about Mickey Abbott. Sounds good. It is What's the Deal with Mickey Abbott, a special episode where rather than talking about an episode itself, we talk about a very prominent secondary character from Seinfeld. But I don't want to be a secondary character. That's why Cirrhosis He's stealing my Cirrhosis. You want to be sick? I'll make you sick. Cirrhosis of the liver and uh, PCP addiction. Welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. Today is a What's the Deal with episode, and we are talking about Mickey Abbott. It is our 65th episode overall, Mm -hmm. and our, what's that, our 13th? No, 12. What's the deal? deal? Uh, 12. I don't count anymore, man. I just do the episodes. I'm just thinking because we did the uh, live show for our 50th. We did, yeah. yeah. So we didn't do a What's the Deal. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we've just talked about Danny Woodburn, the actor who portrayed Mickey. Yes. And uh, I guess we'll... Talk about Mickey himself. We will. Mickey Abbott, he is the little person friend of Cosmo Kramer. Uh, they met while acting as stand-ins for a soap opera. Uh, was it All My Children? Yes, yeah, that was the name the of it. Yes, that's it. They also were co-workers at a department store where Kramer was Santa while Mickey was an elf. Kami, Kami, spread, Santa's a traitor. <laughs> You're a traitor to our country. Traitor to our country. He's spreading, spreading propaganda. propaganda. He was one of your favorite. He's one of you. Is he, he in was, your top he was 20? In, he was in my top 20, yeah. Okay, but he's out now. He, the, he's spreading yeah. propaganda. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. how much you loved him when oh, we did that episode. That scene I, That scene was just magnificent. So good. so good. Like, I love, I love it's, the It's coming from like an eight-year-old kid. Yeah. It's like Kami. It's yeah. like as if. But Mickey's got a p- good point of like, you know, where did a nice little boy like you were, uh, learn a bad word like that? It's like, how would, a, how would an yeah. eight-year-old even know what communist means? Kami, Kami, no. traitor yeah. to our country. <laughs> so, and I love uh, the follow-up scene to that where Kramer and Mickey are walking down the street. Yeah, and uh, Mickey's grilling him like, "Thanks a lot. You know, you just cost me my job." And I blah, have blah, two blah, kids blah, blah. in college. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's like, I didn't know it was such a controversial term. And he's like, what? You didn't know it was such a controversial term? Like, haven't you been observing of what's been happening in the world for the last fifty years? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh man, uh, Mickey dislikes the term midget. It's little people. You got that? Now, Mickey's been married and divorced many times. His parents are normal-sized people while he and Kramer were double dating. Uh, while they were double dating, he met Karen, who was normal-sized, with parents that were uh, little people as well. Mm. And he marries her in the yada yada. Uh, in the race, uh, as I mentioned, Mickey mentions having two kids in college. And his father is Dr. Abbott, a dentist. Who's uh, Tim Watley's dentist. That's right, yes. Oh, sorry, Tim Watley's teacher. Teacher, yes, that's Tim right. Tim Watley was one of his students. Indeed. Yep. Uh, in the finale part two, Mickey attends the trial of the Core Four. Uh, it is shown that the building that Mickey Abbott lives in is right next door to the building that David Putty lives in. Yeah. They may meet each other, you know, at, at, on the street. Yeah. And they walk to... Uh, they, they walk out of the... Out I can't of the remember. Do they know each other? Do they acknowledge each other or are they just standing next to each other? I think, no, they, they, they go out of the front door yeah. and they kind of look at each other and then they okay. they kind of walk off, right. like walk together, yeah. Right. Um, a deleted scene had Mickey telling Kenny Banya that he took his seat as he told David to take his... Or to save his seat. Uh, that's in the finale. 
Uh, both Mickey and Kenny fight over the seat until the trial begins. While the jury was deciding on the verdict, Mickey was among those who were at the pool hall. While the jury was out deciding on the verdict, Mickey Abbott was among those seen at the pool house. He, Kenny, and Keith Hernandez are defeated in a game of pool by Jay Peterman, which mm. we mentioned in What's the Deal. Jay yes. Peterman won the pool game. That's right. So he has appeared in one, two, three, four, five, six, six episodes. episodes. Uh, season five is the stand-in. Season six is the race. Season seven is the wait out. Season eight, the yada yada. And season nine, two episodes, the burning and the finale part two. That's right. It's funny how he's only in one episode. Like, it feels like he's in more episodes. I guess because in every episode he has such a major role, it feels yeah. like more. It feels like more, yeah. Yeah. It's like, like sometimes like more is less in yeah. this case. Like, yeah. say Joe Davola, he's in four or five episodes, but his screen time isn't as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it does. It feels like four or five episodes, mm. but Mickey, because he's, you know, he's probably in, in in terms of actual time in each episode probably as much as the the core four yeah 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 I guess because he's always with Kramer as well yeah you know, they're like, like buddies yeah. yeah like he's never he's rarely on his own yeah yeah no you're right it feels like more out of those six episodes what's your favourite oh here we go uh, I reckon you just have to pick one off the top uh, of your head well, we, we haven't done I think the only one we've done out of those six is the race I'd yeah. probably say the stand-in okay when we get to it I think the stand-in will be quite high on my yeah. list yeah no it is a good a episode yeah I reckon yeah because like Mickey makes a bang you know he yep. and, you know it's just perfect setup you know the way he's introduced yeah yeah yep it's great it's one of the well from memory other than maybe jay peterman and a couple of other secondary characters you know like uh more prominent secondary characters i think it's the one of two of the best sort of character introductions we just go this guy's awesome who is he i want to know about him yeah you know i, I want him to return mm-hmm. you know he makes just a such a strong landing straight yeah. away yeah. you know and that's not just from his acting like he's an amazing actor like we said but just from the writing and just how well he fits into the episode <laughs> and it doesn't seem to be too in your face like yeah. hey check out this character it's just yeah it was is just really well done <laughs> um what do you think the most noticeable thing about mickey is like what well I what think, would you say is his most noticeable trait well i think with mickey he he's got quite a temper on him he does you know he he's 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 got a short fuse i'd probably say that's probably his Mm. Um, his 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 thing. I think he's got a very he's got, he's got a bit of a I don't know a bit of a pessimistic outlook on life. I think I think you know he's been divorced three times. You know Kramer mockingly mentions that to him. You know when they're having an argument, you've been you know he's like you've got general taste or you've got no taste. He's like what do you mean by that? Well you've been married three times. Oh yeah. no, you're everyone's type. Yeah. He's like what is that supposed to mean? And I mean yeah. By the end of the series, he's he's been married four times. That's he gets right. Married he, in the yada yada. And so. Karen's like. <laughs> I wanted you to Kramer. Kramer's yeah. like, don't. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, again, like you notice straight away, he's very, um, he's not angry all the time and he's very like personable and, and chatty and nice when he's not angry. Yeah. He's not, he's not like Alton Bennis who's just gruff and, and hard to get along with in general. So you think he's good hearted? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, think, yeah. I think he's a, he's a great person, but mm-hmm. I just think he's got a, a short fuse and he's just very reactionary. Yeah, like he he escalates really quickly. Like there's no scale of reaction. It's just zero to a hundred. Yeah, if something bothers him or if someone does something to him that he doesn't like. Mm. I think he's like an actor's actor, as in like you know he's one of those real starving actors. Mm. You know, like starving artists. I think he's okay. not one of those. I think he's one of those people who, you know, some actors might work in an office or might work in the supermarket to kind of tide him over. I think Mickey, he's so dedicated to his craft that he'll. I think that kind of. He's got a bit of resentment because, you know, he doesn't have much... I don't think he has much money, Yeah, you know. Like, he's got his, his dentist father, mm. but I don't think they're kind of I think you know, chums, you yeah. know what I mean? But I, I think he kind of... Or maybe his dad, you know, has got money and then, 
you know, he offered it to Mickey, but Mickey's got it's either Mickey's got so much pride yep. that he won't take it, yep. or yeah, Mickey, you know, um, you know, asks his dad for money or something, and then. He doesn't do it. I think probably probably the the former though. Yeah, I think Mickey's got a lot of pride, and he kind of wants to. He wants to be a full time actor. Yeah, I think like a big star, and I think he probably thinks that he's he kind of wants to do all these major roles and become like an A list star, but his stature kind of restricts him. And then he's kind of, I think he's very bitter because he has to be like a stand in for children. Yeah, you know, he wants to be like the next top, like you know, from the nineties, next Denzel Washington or Tom Cruise or yeah, like big A list nineties actor. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then he's because of his height, he's kind of like regulated to I think, relegated to those kind of stand-in roles, and yeah, you know, he wants to. He's got a passion to like do lines and become like a main character in a play or like a, a you know like a film or something. But I think people, like casting directors probably look at him and go, "Oh, he's perfect. You'd be perfect for this role." Yep. you know, kid. Yeah, you know, I it's think, like, oh, okay, I yeah. Do that. I think his stature unfortunately means that he would be cast either as a stand-in. Or as a little person in a movie, not just yeah uh, a good character who happens to be a little person. That's right. You know that yeah. would be the character. Yeah, which would be detrimental not only to his career, but also I, it feels like his character. And you know, I'm not sure if if Danny had any uh, contribution to the writing or the overall arc of the character, but it almost feels like a meta commentary on the way little people were treated in the industry and may still well be. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, you know, these yeah. days. Yeah, I mean. I'm a pretty avid movie viewer and I don't see many little people in movies unless they are cast as a little person. Well, you know, they're not yeah. cast as just, you know, every you know every role I can think of. Yeah, you I know, get what you mean, but like obviously they it'd be a bit bit tricky to kind of, you know, cast them into like a, a main yeah. role. But Peter Dinklage, you know, in the last few years That's of true, Game actually. of Thrones, he's the more prominent you know, little true, person actually. who's kind of... You know, but, but the character was like a dwarf anyway. Yeah. You know, that was the character in the book. Yeah. You know, he was what, the imp. That's you true. Know, so he kind yeah. of fit, fit perfectly. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. didn't think of Peter Dinklage, actually. He's, yeah. I think he's done a lot for... I mean, he's such an awesome actor anyway, but I think him just playing a major role in such a major series has... <laughs> You know, move the cause forward for for, you know, for little for, people for little people in in acting anyway. So. I read an article about Peter Dinklage a couple of years ago, and they said Peter Dinklage, you know, he's so talented, he's going to get every dwarf role until he dies. Yeah, like everyone, you know, he goes for, they're going to give it to him. Yeah, you know, because as Tyrion Lannister, he was just so good. Yeah, you know, except yeah. the Hobbit. Oh yeah, that's different. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's CGI. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they CGI for that. That's true. To make them shorter. That's true. They do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that, that he was saying Peter Dinklage is just so such a marvel that you know he'll. He'll get every role he goes for as yeah. a dwarf. Like, yep. they'll just give it to him. I don't. I don't think they'll even audition him. Or if nah. they do, it's just a formality. Yeah, just a formality more than anything. Well, ironically, he plays a, a giant dwarf in uh, oh, Avengers: if... Infinity War. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and he's got like a deep, deep yeah. voice. He's a space dwarf, so of course he's bigger than normal. Yeah, he's massive. I love that. Yeah, he's a giant. <laughs> so good. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I had a bit of a theory about Mickey's anger, and. I don't want to be patronizing to his character or little people in general, but I guess because, again, my limited understanding of what, you know, little people experience in, in I'm, I'm sure, many industries, maybe some of Mickey's anger and, uh, you know, reaction, like part of his reactionary nature is just from a constant feeling of being, like, downtrodden. Yeah. You know, like, I think he's just got... You know, I think his patience and his ability to like moderate his emotions has lessened over time. Yeah, yeah, he's of, become more resentful. I think, yeah, you know, you know, and especially you know, like I'm sure he's got actor friends who aren't little people. I'm, you know, both little people and 
non-little people. Mm. And I'm sure a lot of his actors, friends who aren't little people have gone on to succeed and he doesn't feel, maybe he feels it's unfair. Like he's, he feels that he's a better actor. He feels he at a work. disadvantage, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, which is based on, I'm sure, again, reality for, for a lot of little people, or, uh, people who aren't, you know, quote unquote, conventional, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think the financial stress as well. Yeah, you know, of the course, fact that yeah. he's, like you said, I agree with the idea that he's a he's a very dedicated actor, and he would be very very reluctant to do something to earn money that isn't acting. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's doing, uh, you know, he's he's doing an Elf at Christmas, which is kind of an acting. Kind you know, it's, of. it's kind of acting. And then he's at the hospital pretending yeah, to be a patient. You know, and you then know I, I mean? don't think they're sought after jobs for actors. No, but he's just doing it because he doesn't have any acting roles at those times. Yeah. But they're still kind of act. They're adjacent to acting. Yeah, they're kind yeah. of like the roles, you know, that desperate actors would probably take. Yeah, you know, if they're running out of money, they're like, "Oh, look, I'm going to play a patient with <laughs> supposed to be cirrhosis, but gonorrhea." Yeah, <laughs> gonorrhea. That's right. That's what he's cirrhosis. And that, that's why I mean, you see him not only get angry sort of in his private life, but he gets angry on stage and on set. Like yeah. he gets so frustrated with Kramer. Oh when yeah. Kramer's fucking around with his jeans. Yeah, that's right. You know, in, and in he, the he way crash down, tackles yeah. him because yeah. he's he's like. You know, maybe for him that play was a big opportunity to, you know, to prove his talent or to prove his craft. But it works out for him because they yeah. think that it's part of the script. Yeah. So no, you know. it, it works out, but just his reaction in that moment, I think, is more than just the frustration of that scene not working out. I think that's a culmination of years and years and years of being downtrodden and, as yeah. you said, at a disadvantage. So, And I think another good point in that episode as well, in The Wait Out, you know, mentioning, mentioning that, I think when Kramer says, you know, when Joey the kid that Kramer's meant to look after runs off, you know, he says, oh, you get in the bed and pretend to be Joey. He probably thinks by then, he's like, oh, man, you know, mm. first I did this this gig, you know, you know, the, the, you know, the, the scene with Kramer or whatever, now I'm pretending to be a freaking kid. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, this is like, this is ridiculous. This is what I've come to. Yeah. You know, I think that's kind of like a point where, in the episode where he's, he's like, oh, man, yeah. <laughs> what's my life become? You know how they say Good that um, there's no Good such night. yeah. You know how they say there's no such thing as like Freudian psychology says that there's actually no such thing as accidents. Yeah. And if you make a mistake, it's actually a subconscious slip. You like almost want to get caught. Yeah. Or you want to be called out for a mistake you make. Just you saying that now makes me think that because he's so frustrated with you know being used for you know to be like a child to be like a child that maybe subconsciously he he didn't. Uh, talk like a child so that he would get caught and Kramer would get in trouble, uh, you know, probably. just out of frustration. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it wasn't intentional. He's not like, oh, I'm going to sound like, I'm going to put on my real voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But subconsciously, so he, he was just so, caught. yeah, he yeah. was just at the end of the, he didn't want to get caught, but he just wanted Kramer to get found out. Like yeah. he just, you know, he just wanted to get Kramer in trouble because <laughs> yeah. he was just so sick of being taken advantage of because of his stature. So he's just like, you know, good night. <laughs> <laughs> good night. <laughs> good night. Yeah. Uh, as an actor, he has. We've mentioned that he's done a lot of stand-in work. Yeah, um, and also the title of his first episode is the stand-in. That's right. He has he stood in the for. Epi- he's the eponymous stand-in. He is. Yeah. He has stood in for Macaulay Culkin. He has. The Cosby Kids. Uh, Punky Brewster. That's right. And I don't know who this is, but Ricky Schroeder. Ricky Schroeder. I'm not no too idea. sure who that is. Uh, maybe I'll Google it. Yeah. Ricky Schroeder. Sounds like a real person. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Ricky Schroeder. Ricky Schroeder is an American actor and film director. Um, here we go. He became a child uh, star on the sitcom Silver Spoons. Okay. And he debuted in the film The Champ in 1979. Right. Yes. Okay. He's still acting as an adult too. Right. Yes. 
Do you think uh, Mickey would be, even though he's been divorced three times and married four times, mm. do you think he would be, I guess, a good father or a family man? Well, he, well, 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 in the race, he says that he has two kids in college. Yeah. So he must have kids from previous marriages. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't mean, you know, he could still be a bad father. I think he'd take good care of his kids. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. He seems, I don't know, he'd yeah. probably be pretty good for them. I guess, I guess they are a priority if that's what he's concerned about. When he um when he can't work, yeah, that's true. Yeah, of course, and even and even when you know the security guard at the mall comes with mm. Kramer as Santa and and Mickey as the elf, and you know he goes, "I've got to ask you guys to leave. You know, get out, get your asses out of here." And then Mickey goes, "I have two kids in college." Yep. He sounds so exasperated. He's like, "I have two kids in college." Yeah. you know, he sounds really so clearly. If he didn't care about him, mm. he'd say, "Oh, whatever." Yep, you know. Yeah, that's true. So he he does he must care for his children. Yep. Yeah. I can understand now because again he I think he's feels like he's got more to prove than your you know than the next actor who isn't a little person. I can almost understand why he would be so anti-communist as well because mm. you know the one of the the fundamentals of capitalism is work hard and you will succeed or potentially you know so the idea of communism is kind of antithetical to that. So you know it, I can you know this is a bit of a vague point but yeah, it's like. Yeah. You know, ideologically, the idea of communism is, goes against his nature to work hard to succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, even even as a middle-aged man, yeah, he's still trying to work hard at his craft. Whereas a lot of people would have given up by now. Yeah, so I can understand why he's anti-communist in 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 sort of ideology. Yeah, he wants to try and make it big. Yeah. and be successful. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, do you have anything else about him? About Mickey, I, yeah. I want to talk. I want to talk more about him. I feel like he deserves a bit more airtime. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess let's talk. Usually, I like talking about his relationship with the other characters, mm. with the core four. Yep. So, obviously, him and Kramer, yeah, they're know, good buddies, yep. acting buddies. You yeah, know, Kramer met him while but, while acting, but they seem to have enough chemistry and enough rapport. I think they'd hang out offset, you know, in non-acting. Well, capacities. they go on a double date. That's with, true with uh, Karen and. Uh, the other lady. That's true. Where do they pick those ladies up again? From the Gap. That's right. The Gap. <laughs> How do you know which one you like? I, don't know. <laughs> I love the I love the scene of you know when they're wearing the same the shirt. Same shirt. And then, and Who then, looks better in it? And they yeah. both do like a twirl. Yeah. And then yeah. Elaine's like, "Give us a spin or give us a look or whatever." And yeah. then they do the twirl and they do like the hey, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think? Like they shrug their shoulders. Yeah, it's a good one. Very striking. Yes. <laughs> Very striking. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. I like. My favorite scene with him, I think, is the 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 scene in the restaurant. Um, you know, where they're just trying to like Kramer and him are just competing for each woman's affection. Yeah, that's like, right. I like Merlot. I like this, and they just I like Mer- I love I just, Merlot. Yeah, Merlot is great. Yeah, we're yeah. out of Merlot. We're out of Merlot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, don't. I think that's my favorite scene with Mickey. My favorite scene with Mickey is probably when he gets caught out for heightening. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then and then there's like ten little actors who just kind of crowd around him, and he goes. Uh, you would have done it too, you know. You'd all be out on the street, you know. <laughs> I, yeah. st- I stood in for Punky Brewster. You were all nobodies, you know. He's like directing it back at them. Yeah, he's like, you would have done it too. He's just trying need. to save. Face. You could be out on the street, you know. Yeah. He's trying to save face, and then he just when everyone leaves because he tries to pick up Tammy. Yeah, I think it's Tammy. Yeah, and then she walks off, and then he cracks it and just tackles Kramer. <laughs> So he's good. very upset. I did make a note actually. He's very upset when Tammy rejects him. Oh, so yeah. initially, you know, Tammy's very into him because yeah. he, she can't quite put a finger on it, but he looks better or he looks really good or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I can't quite put my finger on yeah, it. Yeah, the, the next day when um, she had a, I got a she had a haircut. Was it did she yeah. get a haircut? Ah, I, uh, I think so. Yeah. Or no, I think that's his excuse for looking better when um the that guy comes. Oh along. yeah, Mickey's who ends like up, who I ends up a, with Tammy. Oh yeah, he's like who I ends up going to lunch with Tammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like the next day when he he checks in with Tammy to go for lunch she's just like I don't think so she just completely rebuffs him 
And uh, yeah, again, he just escalates. Like, yeah. He's just really, really upset. And he's like, what the hell? Like, yeah. Boom. What's going on? Yeah. And and also with, with, with Jerry as well, clearly Jerry must have seen Mickey at Kramer's apartment, you know, because mm-hmm. they're neighbors. So that's yeah. probably how Jerry met. Yeah. And, you know, then Mickey meets George and George calls little people midgets. Yeah. It's not midgets. It's little people. You yep. got that. Yep. And you know, he sets him straight, straight away. No yep. fucking around. No fucking straight around. to the point. And uh, I don't think that's a mistake George would make again. Yeah. And then obviously. Well, at least he when meets, he's around Mickey. Yeah. And then, of course. <laughs> and then obviously he meets Elaine as well. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah obviously, him and Jerry have a, a pre-existing relationship they because do. when he walks in, he's like, "Hey, Mickey." Yeah. He's, he seems really comfortable with him, and he knows who he is. Yeah, so, yeah. I think he's been around for a little while. I think he has. Know, yeah, as Kramer's mate. So, um, yeah, yeah. That, that's all I have about Mickey. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. If you have anything else about Mickey, get in touch with us. Yeah, or Signcast if you're listening. If you have Danny Woodburn's agent's details, can we speak? To I him? have his agent's details. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't get in touch with him. No, nah, well, we were wanting to interview him, but oh well, didn't ah, happen. It's all right. Oh well, all good. Anyway, one more break, and we'll come back and uh, wrap up the episode. Sounds good. All right. I like your shirt. Oh, thank you. It's 100% cotton and some wool. <laughs> Well, you, uh, you two seem to have the same taste. Well, I like it, too. Oh, well, I have the same shirt. Yeah, well, I'm wearing it. <laughs> well, I like your shirt, too. Well, so do I. Oh. <laughs> Did I mention I'm a serious actor? Really? I enjoy polo. <laughs> I like the beach. My aunt has been uh, ill of late. I own a tuxedo. This is a very special episode of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. It is a What's the Deal with episode. So every fifth episode, we talk about a particular prominent secondary character rather than an episode itself. And uh, we spoke today about Mickey. That's right. Kramer's little friend. Mickey Abbott. Mickey Abbott, yes. So, Stephen, we have a top 20 of episodes and secondary characters of all time. Obviously, we're not going to be doing the episodes today because we didn't do an episode, of course. Where does, or does, I should say, Mickey sit in your top 20? He does. He does? He comes in at number 14. 14? Yeah. Very good. Not a bad debut. Number 13 for me. Nice. So he sits in between uh, Tim Watley at number 14 and Sid Fields at number 12. Very nice. And he knocks off in out of my 20, Alton Venice. Oh. Yeah, he's out oh. of my 20 now. I don't think I can be your friend anymore. Nah, sorry, man. It's probably the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Oh, uh, well. He obviously knocks him out of your top 20 and then he goes back to number one, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> in case you didn't know, Alton Venice is my number one secondary character. Of course he is. And there's only one potential competitor who will do at some point. Oh, yeah, I know who it is. Yeah. Take the pen. <laughs> Take that pen. Take that pen. <laughs> only he can conquer Alton. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have to do like a fantasy fight in my head. Like of like who can be the most commodionally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that will determine the number one. Anyway, we'll get to that when we get to I it. I can imagine you just you, like a fantasy fight in your head. I imagine like Street Fighter. Yeah. Like Jack's special move is like throwing pens. It's <laughs> like, take the fan. Take the fan. And Elton Bennis, his uh, his power is just saying really awkward things that make everyone uncomfortable. Yeah. He's like, blow his brains out all over the Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> or he pulls out like a gun. Bah, bah, yeah. bah, 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 bah. <laughs> It's just like the war. Yeah, instead yeah. of like Hadouken, he's like pipe down, choir boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. pipe down. He does like a big fucking yeah. uppercut. Yeah. He's like pipe down, down choir boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Alton wins. Alton wins. <laughs> Finish here. 
<laughs> oh, that's Mortal Kombat. Uh, it's, it's all the same. All the same. Yep. Cool, man. Yeah, yeah. So he's in my top 20, Mickey. Very nice. Yeah, very very worthy of being in my top 20. Indeed. Yep. Yep. Indeed. Do you have any Seinfeldism for the week? I have one, and it happened. another one that happened at work today. Awesome. Crazy. So anyway, we have at work Google Hangouts, so we can like send Hangouts to each other mm. on, like for, with accounts and you know, yeah. if we need help with stuff. Anyway, this guy from another department called me. And he says, oh, I've got to send you a Hangout with this account. Would you mind looking into it for me? I said, yeah, yeah, send it over. Anyway, and you know in the Hangout, the box comes up saying invite invite me to Hangouts. Yep. You know, accept my invitation. And you can see their, their profile picture. Mm. The profile picture was him and it had Kramer photoshopped next to him and it looked like Kramer was holding him. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> it was really cool. I, I was like, like and I said to him on the phone, I was like, are you a Seinfeld fan by any chance? And he goes, <laughs> and he, he, he sounded... So, like worried he sounded a bit like nervous when I said it he goes what, what, what makes you say that and I said I looked at your profile picture on Google Hangouts and he's like oh, oh yeah yeah I, I like Seinfeld and okay. I told him I had the Kramer portrait on my laptop and he goes oh that's pretty cool huh wonder why I'd be nervous about that. I'm not nervous, but he probably thought, how did he know I'm a Seinfeld fan? Oh, okay. You know, just and a then, bit creeped out. Yeah, a bit creeped out. He's like, what, what makes you say that? And I said, oh, I just saw your profile picture in Google Hangouts, you and Kramer. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. But yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, it was really, it was amazingly well done, like very well photoshopped. Okay. Yeah, but it was like Kramer in his, the Hamptons, you know, lobster shirt. Yep. You know how he's wearing like the, the lobsters? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And it's got him like, it looks like he's holding the guy. That's so good. I wonder like what he's original, got his arms wrapped around him. I wonder what the original photo was. Oh, probably Michael Richards with maybe another character or another yeah. actor or something. Okay. Who knows? But That's it had awesome. him in it. It's freaking awesome. That's really cool. Very good time for yeah. Nice one. Yeah. That's awesome. I have two this week. All right. Uh, one of them happened at work as well. So, uh, like you, I work with accounts and uh, I happened to come across a customer whose first name, this was on Monday or Tuesday this week, whose first name was Costanza. Costanza? Yeah. His first name. Costanza. <laughs> Can't stand you. <laughs> Can't stand you. Were they wearing boxes or briefs? <laughs> <laughs> Could you tell? <laughs> no. I called them and asked them. I'm like, look, this is weird. It's uh, Stephen from insert company here yeah. do you wear boxes or briefs yeah and do you read the Tropic of Capricorn <laughs> or the Tropic of Cancer and yeah <laughs> Tropic of Capricorn uh, yeah so that was my first Seinfeldism the second one uh, I think I've mentioned it before on this show but uh, I listened to a new metal podcast called The Roach Coach so every week they review a new metal album and decide whether it's good or bad um, and in this week's episode, which came out yesterday, uh, they were listening to a song on an album. And uh, in, in between songs, when they listen, they just talk about random bits and pieces. Yeah. And uh, in conversation, Seinfeld came up and one of the uh, hosts, her name is Jennifer. Jennifer. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. Jennifer. Yeah. She or Jenny. She mentioned how she was, quote unquote, forced to watch comedians and cars getting coffee. She's obviously not a fan. <laughs> no, she, she didn't th- like it too no, much. She had a few things to say about uh, Seinfeld and uh, there's only some so of much, the things he said. Um, there's only so much coffee you can drink in one seat. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the fact that they mentioned Seinfeld in their podcast counts as a Seinfeldism. And you know, it's really funny. I told you in the car on the way over here that I can only watch like one episode of comedians at a time, I can't yeah. do like 10 in a row. And I think the show is designed to be like a cup of coffee. Okay. That's the way once I see it. I reckon once a day. Hmm. Or maybe twice if you're feeling up for it. You know what? I think... I think that's what it's meant to be. It's meant to be just like a one relaxing cup of coffee for like 15, 20 yeah. minutes. I guess we're just so used to watching binge-watching TV series 
because they're they're made like that. Yeah, you know, they're they're written and filmed and edited in a way where you want to keep, you watch. Where, where you can watch ten hours of a show and it's fine. Yeah, whereas but comedians, the, but these aren't. Yeah, I actually find it quite refreshing in the modern day. Yeah, that's you know? true. Like, yeah, just like one episode, you're cooking or something, and then you throw the episode on. Yeah, you know? and you mm. listen to it and you that's watch true. it. I think yeah, Seinfeld has actually way. mentioned like the philosoph- One of the sort of philosophical ideas of the show is that you know it's it's designed to not be you know a complicated complex no. season-long narrative like Breaking Bad or Westworld or whatever. No, it's just like a couple of comedians going to get something to drink, yeah. something to eat. And just a casual, easy watch. In, in a car and yeah. a different car each week. And I might try and watch it whilst having a cup of coffee. I've never yeah, done me, that. Me too. Maybe the coffee will make it more enjoyable. Maybe. I watched the episode with Zach Galifianakis, the first one. Good episode. Yeah, good one. And they went to get donuts. I had like three donuts each. Yeah. Donuts. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I watched Massive that the fans. other day, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, donut and coffee. Mm, that'd be nice. That sounds good. Yeah, I'll watch it for the next one. Get one. <laughs> Whatever. Cool. You're like, nah. <laughs> uh, are you doing Seinfeldia this week? Seinfeldia, yes. Seinfeld trivia on our desktop calendar. It's actually this week, it's about Michael Richards, oh, okay. funnily enough. Imagine uh, if it was about Danny Woodburn or Mickey Abbott. Oh, that would just be too many coincidences. I'm, I'd be like, I'm yeah. giving up. This is too weird. No. Nah. It's no, I can't handle it. I'm Too surprised weird. it's not. Yeah, I thought if there were Seinfeld fans that produced these, I would have been like, oh, let's throw a Daddy Danny Woodburn one in. Yeah, there. there you go. Anyway, this one's about Kramer, aka Michael Richards. Michael faced some strange contradictions as his career took off. He found himself ambushed by paparazzi, but the shots they took were never published in the celebrity tabloids. He felt hurt that the photos didn't seem to interest anyone, and yet he wore a disguise when he ventured outside his home. He was the least known of the Seinfeld stars as a personality, but he was the one whose classic comedy skills could translate to any audience, any language, time, or place. Yep. Yeah. I guess because he was the most uh, physical of the, you know, of the core four. Yeah. As an actor and as a character. And that's what drew me to Seinfeld when I was a, a yeah. kid too. You know, watching Kramer and his antics. You know, I didn't understand. I actually mentioned uh, in my other podcast in Melbourne last week. I actually uh, I speak to one of our listeners, uh, Jeffrey Fishbuck. So Jeffy, if, if you live. If you're listening, I should say, today, Junior. If you're listening, Jeff, g'day. And it was nice chatting to you. We talk about Star Wars and Seinfeld and all that. I listened to it. It was very good. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, Yeah, so so, uh, be sure to get that in your RSS feeds as well. Listen to Big Bath, then listen to In Melbourne last week. If you can't get enough of Ivan. Yeah, exactly. Double the Ivan. Double the Ivan. Triple the excitement. Oh, yeah. And uh, I mentioned to Jeff that, um, you know, when I was a kid... I was drawn to Seinfeld because of Kramer. Yeah. Because I didn't get the observational humour. Yeah, I guess it would go above Mm. a lot of kids' heads. Mm, Of course, but I loved it because of Kramer. I watched it because of him. He's just goofy and funny. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what drew me to him. Okay. So, I can see why he's very, uh, very prominent. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it's saying, it's in that little uh, Seinfeldia, you yeah. know, it's saying that he's the least well-known of the, the actors and the characters, but uh, he's arguably probably the most infamous now. Oh, definitely. <laughs> at, least, at least in the last 10 years. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> the Laugh Factory. Yeah. Like, I wasn't there that night. No. Anyway, I think, you know, he apologized for it. Yeah, and yeah. It's, you it's, know, all, and it's, it's, it's all in the past. It's all in the past. Yeah. Um, yep. But, you know, that'll always taint him, unfortunately. Ah, yeah. You know, yeah. people can't live down mistakes. For, no. You know, but anyway. Uh, that's another episode of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. That's it. Next week, we are back to normal programming, but we're doing something uh, a bit special over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we talked about this, Stephen, because next week we're doing The Bubble Boy. Yep. Uh, from season four. But you and I spoke about it, and I, I made a point saying that I feel like the Bubble Boy and the Cheever Letters, which is the following episode, I feel like it's a two-parter. Yeah. Because, you know, not... in the Bubble Boy, the cabin burns down at the end, but then the Cheever Letters are like 
the after effects of the cabin burning down. Yeah. You know, I felt like over the next two weeks we should do the Bubble Boy next week and then the Chiva Letters. Makes sense. What do you it's, reckon? Yeah, no, it sounds good. It doesn't. It's not a like an official two part episode like the trip or the pilot. No. Um, but yeah, it's sort of a an unofficial two part. You know, they they follow one straight. You know, one after another. So yeah. Yeah. I thought that just made sense. Yeah. I might as well just do both of them. Sounds good. Over two weeks. Sounds good. Awesome. If you want to listen to us, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, anywhere else. Anywhere else, really, yeah. yeah. You can if you've find got us. a podcast machine, type in uh, Seinfeld and uh, we'll turn up. We will turn up. <laughs> yes, we have a website, bidwabask.com. If you want to give us monies, we are on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash bidwabask. And Stephen, what is our social media handle? Uh, bidwabask. Yeah. That wasn't hard enough to figure out. Indeed. And, uh, <laughs> you've only said it 65 times. And a website, bidwabask.com. Everything is up there. Uh, so thanks again for listening. My and, name's uh, Ivan. I'm Stephen. And once again, happy birthday to Danny Woodburn. Yeah. And uh, we'll catch you all next week for The Bubble Boy. I'll catch it in. Moops. 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 Mars. It says here, moops. <laughs> Mars. It's Mars. Let me see that. <laughs>